0: Our episode of the Tenor Ten Retain podcast. I am Triforce Todd. joining me today is warrior Will.
1: Uh, I should have went with the meme answer. Like uh, I should, yes, technically. Oh. It was not supposed to be Saturday, but I should have went with the memes. The memes, it was right there. Why didn't I follow the meme? gut answer. Uh, I'm sad. I'm sad.
0: It happens to all of us. Will it happens to all of us? It was it,
1: the writing was on the wall. I should have chose the memes. Uh.
0: Yes. Sh- we all know you should have went
1: Friday.
2: Friday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> also screaming, but probably internally, is Skull Kid Scott. You just can't always
2: think
1: for the moon for the win. It's
0: not about winning. It's about sticking to your guns. Yeah,
1: and apparently we are forever cursed. <laughs> Fry is forever cursed for not wanting Just only once, laugh, and that's it.
0: Yep. So, yeah, today's episode title is Friday. Because, wait for it, Friday won. And then today is possibly Friday when you're listening to this because it's the day we release it on. So, yeah, poignant. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a lot to talk about between last Friday and today. But we're going to all start off with what have you been playing? Uh, let's see. Since Will is probably still crying in a heap of Friday shaped puddles, uh, Scott, why don't you go first? Alrighty, So I did
2: play again still more grand blue fantasy relink on my third playthrough (laughs) wow i am now at 15 crabs (laughs) which is good for chapter five (laughs) um still finding lots of stuff to do there i've also played more skull and bones ah okay okay
0: okay. (laughs) oh scott say it's true (laughs) come on scott
2: so it's interesting because i I don't know if it's stockholm syndrome but i'm actually starting to have fun <laughs> so oh
1: no as
2: long as i'm not uh trying to do the story stuff ah it's one of those things where, like the world and trying to like survive is more fun like trying to have in the open sea and just like exploring the new regions and like the different ports you can find mm-hmm. i uh got well i wouldn't say i got distracted i was trying to do a story stuff and as I was doing it, a raid, like... They have, like, raids, like, timed raids that happen. And it literally had one that just showed up in the middle of what I was trying to do when I was trying to, like, capture ships to get, like, some resources. They were pl- pl- plundering. Mm-hmm. I was plundering the plunderers because they were apparently merchants. But anyways...
3: <laughs>
2: um The, the boss uh, was put in front of me and is like, would you like to help this raid? I'm like, no, no, I would not. And then... uh as soon as that happened, I got caught by the raid boss, so I had to run away from my lo- my location as far as I could. But I couldn't go back to the town because it was, like, stuck between more, like, ships that are firing at me. So I went into this little aisle, like, this small, like, outlet that basically had a lot of turns and twists and turns. Mm-mm. And... It was starting to get thrilling because I had like the big right uh, raid ship following me in this little canal, like going down. As I was trying to find some place to just port my ship so I could fast travel away because I didn't want to fight this raid ship. Mm, okay, okay. Because first off, raid ships by yourself is terrible idea. I tried. Um, <laughs> I shot one thing and then it did a fire. It had a flamethrower that just fired at me. <laughs> so, wow. So that was terrible. But it was fun when I finally found a port and got away and then I found, like, in my running away, I found, like, the next entire region where the next part of the story was actually supposed to take place, which is actually good for me because I didn't have to find it. I could just Go there right after because <laughs> of the fast travel system. Because the port that I went to was just like underneath it.
1: Yeah, that's basically Ubisoft games <laughs> in a nutshell. Like, yeah, like if you don't you just explore everywhere, get in collectibles, explore the entire map, and you find like the <laughs> the story beats where it takes place. That's yeah. Ubisoft, basically.
2: So that was actually like co- becoming pretty fun. Of just that entire exhilarating chase that you have, its giant ship that was literally blowing fire at you. Though I do have to admit it's fun because I would, um, one one of the, I got like stuck between two of the ships and I let the giant raid ship catch up to me so it could blow fire and I got out of the way just in time for it to blow fire on the two other ships that are in front of me. Ah, <laughs> and then those two ships died and then I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> it was very exhilarating. I was, I was basically like sweaty. I'm like, I can't die. I can't die. I can't die because if I die, I'd have to go where my, um, ship was again to get all the stuff, the resources before like they, got away it's kind of like dark souls where when you die all your resources just like put on are just there but if you die again all your resources are lost and then all the stuff you had is there so i don't i didn't want to die for that reason because i Ah, feel like if i was going to go i'd have to respawn where the raid boss was and have to go through this whole thing again
1: (laughs) i see i see i see
2: so i am just happy that i was able to eventually find my way through the port (laughs) it was (laughs) it was rough (laughs) But I got there. I got the story. I got a few more of the story beats. I do have to admit that the story beats are kind of lame because they also want you to wait like a certain period of time before you can continue the story. And because, like, where I'm at, there are some side stuff I can do, but I don't like any of them because it's all like do this raid or go get these amounts of ships or get this amount of stuff. And it's just like, I don't care about like any of this. I don't want to plunder someplace just for iron. I'm not actually going to use them and give it, I'm going to give it to the side quest. So
1: plenty of like a community, like quote unquote community events, like, Oh, like get this thing, Mm. get that thing, which really doesn't really add up unless you really need that set resource or like quota of some sort. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. So it's, it's it's like the lame MMO type side quests that like they all got famous for of just like get kill these ten ships, get this ten ivory, and it's just like I I don't want any of this. <laughs> mm. This isn't fun side quests. This is just you need to do tasks before you can advance the story now.
1: Yeah, it isn't like I don't know, another great, I don't know, another democratic game that has been <laughs> blowing up the internet of the late, which that community <laughs> event was actually pretty decently fun. yeah but
0: but scott but scott this is a quadruple a title
2: i don't care i don't want a quadruple a title this is what it means i want more triple a's then i i'm fine with double and single a titles Mm -hmm, (laughs) fair mm -hmm. enough um i did also play the rebirth demo Mm, i really enjoyed it true quality (laughs) quality. and that's a demo
1: that's a bloody demo the demo had
2: a lot of good stuff in it like uh, I mean, not just the first part of the demo, but like the new update of the second part mm-hmm, that allowed mm-hmm, you to go to Junon, mm-hmm, or at least I like, guess part of Junon. You, yeah. you as soon as you get to Junon, it's basically done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, so it's just like
1: the open area. Yeah, yeah, with the exploration, chocobos, as um, yeah, Sid not not, not it oh well, that's that kid's name that those the, the simulation Charlie, yep. Charlie. yeah yep. yeah and like uh, thankfully it charlie does help you teach you yeah, how the in and basic of the new uh mechanics and battle system which they again they revamped this thing which it, yeah, it's gonna take some time to get used to yeah yeah yeah
2: it's a lot faster but because it's so much faster for me i also have to like try to pause a lot more to think of methodologically. what do i want to do what one do i want everyone to focus on kind of a deal
3: because
2: mm-hmm. like remake I think had a good balance of speed for the system it had. Rebirth, I'm gonna have to get used to it because its system is a whole lot faster. But with si- like similar mechanics of remakes, so you have to just like get used to the speed difference. Mm. And then you have like the synergies, which add a whole other thing you have to get on get in charge of.
1: Right, <laughs> right.
2: Those are which it's great. Like it's it's a game that it's gonna definitely gonna be a lot more interesting to play because like the most like the best way to play is going to be adjusting your speed and adjusting your um basically your play style at the get-go of mm-hmm. what you're fighting mm-hmm. but i wish i could well i didn't actually test this if you could actually switch the party loadouts in the middle of fighting
1: um like from what i remember uh, other people's play do from maximilian like there is like one kind of slash feature like if you're like in an entire straits you can do like a one last hurrah attack with another party member outside of it yeah i'm not sure regarding to like actually switching party members on a fly like an uh, like a standard rpg of sorts yeah Uh, i didn't didn't do my research i highly doubt that
0: would be a thing because they definitely didn't do that in remake and they're not they didn't in
2: remake but they also didn't include party loadouts in remake which they do in rebirth Mm -hmm. you can you can have party loadouts you can have which what they're equipped with in that party and then you can change it over to the next like party so if like you have an all stagger type team you have an all damage type team or you know you're about to fight a big boss you want a very tanky team and then and then for those people out there you can put tifa eric and you can see together have team waifu
0: yes <laughs>
1: sure have team oh, Charlie, yeah uh final fantasy angels mm-hmm. yeah right. i
0: like that it's like good morning angels good morning cloud you
2: know.
3: be yeah awesome? so that, that was
2: fun um trying to th- oh right and i played um a game that i reviewed uh sympathy kiss Mm -mm 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 -mm. which is an Atome game that's basically you are in a app development company. Well, the entire company itself isn't for the app development. It's for a variety of like information and business. But the arm of the company that you're working for is app development because uh, they're apparently their app is falling behind the other like business news and everything competitors when it used to be the number one. And so they want you to find new energy into the to put new energy into the app to try to make it big. And so they do a lot, they do a, a smaller team for their like app dis- distribution so that they can basically be like, okay, you're now new to the apps. You're new to what it does. We want you to figure out what else it can do so we can be back on top kind of a deal.
1: Ho, 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 yeah, so, ho. Totally, and... so totally not <laughs> like the
2: real world at all. <laughs> totally not. You know, yeah. because most of the time when the app falls, that just means you get laid off instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, this is a boss that actually, you know, cares to put energy into the uh, life of things instead of uh, just, you know, cutting it off when it starts losing money. So it's fun because like, because it's a more tight knit group. Now you're, you have your focus of, do you want to focus more on the achievement of this app or do you want to focus on your own life and getting it more ahead in life, which in this case, getting ahead of life is finding a good romance partner because it's an tomate game. (laughs) But you can also also work on the career if you like have a route that of a person that you don't like. And you're just like, well, what if I just, you know, focus more on that and just let you stew in your emotions.
1: <laughs>
2: <sighs> but just, I, think, I think it's a hilarious thing I could have possible that if you don't like someone, you can just do the work route instead of like the love route. But the love route usually is the better route endings. But it's always fun to have the work route endings just in case you don't like uh, one of the love interests. Then you can go a love interest you do like and actually go through that route, which they actually too They did a lot of effort in some of the routes that you can get in. You can actually get into some secret routes with like competitors or even like the other departments of the company you're in, which is actually hilarious. <laughs> so you're supposed to be tight knit for the app development. Screw them. I'm going to go talk to marketing. <laughs> Which, ironically, you could use that to be another avenue of growing the app, of getting more in with marketing, and so allowing them to market it differently. So they still have, like, thought prepared for if you do this secret route of this market, of the marketing department, or if you do the secret route of, like, the bartending, or, like, this other person's route who's not actually a part of the company in general, you could still utilize them as a way to grow the app if you want to. Or you can just, you know, follow them as a love interest. Ha, ha,
1: ha, ha, ha.
2: So I, I think that's a really cool concept. Um, I know there's like bad routes and stuff in Atome games. Most of the time, the bad routes are just like you didn't do the right thing be, for the person to like you.
3: <laughs> yeah, this that's one nice
2: it's thing. more of. What's your focus? Do you want it? Do you care more about the app you're working on? Or do you care more about this person you're with? And if you do, how much and do you, how well do you know them? So, I mean, you still have to do, like, the right routes for because you can still fail both routes. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: You could you can be focused on romance and absolutely just fumble it. You could work on route and absolutely fumble it. So, I do think that that's actually a cool, like, they have a lot more mechanics than I was expecting for an Atome game to have. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think it's one of my favorites that I've reviewed of Atome, like, games at Idea Factory.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, me. Okay, okay, okay,
2: I mean, okay. I still think it's a, t- a toss-up, you could say, between that and the my next life as a villainous, all routes lead to doom just because I love the comedy <laughs> in that one, not
3: because I the routes in that one. The
2: romance is pretty light, but that's because the main character is not focused on romance, regardless if you're doing the good things or not. The <laughs> real <Girl laughs> focus is I don't want to die, and I appreciate that <laughs> as a focus. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the kiss is actually really and fun in that regard. So, for those who do want to get an Tomei game, I would recommend it it is on the shorter side, but it's on the shorter side so you can test the other routes. And if you want to see what other aspects of, like, the work and career-related stuff is on other routes based on how you, like, talk and interact with them. Um, otherwise, the I guess the last game that I played was the Kakarot DLC that came out this
1: week. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Which is the the end of the manga, which is just Goku and Oob, basically. Where Well, you basically play up till Goku and Oob. You play a uh, meeting with all the Sun family... And they did the cha- they still did the thing in the manga where Gohan and Videl are living next to Goku, which is not how it is in Super right now, which is <laughs> kind of jarring to think about of just like how much how different Super's just like every placement is, because like in the manga of z things were a lot more implied of just like yeah gohan and videl just live right next to goku because they have this humongous spot of land so why not
1: (laughs) so basically yeah like as the words of the mask that's not canon yeah so
2: there's there's actually some weird change i think in super that's gonna have to make gohan and videl leave their giant mansion to go live in a normal sized house next to goku and Gigi. Was it?
0: Hold on. Was it a normal sized house? Because I recall Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which is still a bad title. Even Toriyama admits he made a mistake with that one, uh, yeah. where he, they have like a big house and like because Piccolo notes that Gohan's office is like on one side, while the bad guys go into the front door and it's like. Yep. So I'm just saying, like, uh, I, big is you know relative, but yeah, Super <laughs> did various things that you know, which is not bad. In- context because you know super was awesome at points you know that's fair but Uh, yeah yeah it they they basically had to say okay all this stuff we did later like in the the final episode (laughs) we got it we got to change that change it change it change it. yeah i I imagine that they might change it i
2: wonder if they like change who who that house belongs to or if it's just going to be like the summer home of gohan and videl (laughs) which would be a a simple swap you never know yeah I mean, it won't be that like big jarring of a difference. I know, I know, like logic isn't always the most intensive thing in Dragon Ball. The, the most intensive thing, of course, be in the fights. So.
3: Of course, <laughs> so, of course.
2: But I think my favorite caveat in the DLC is they let you play, uh, let you have Pan as a playable character, so if you can play as five year old Pan trouncing some uh, adults. <laughs> Though I will say, like the power scaling in Kakarot already doesn't make sense with how they do levels and stuff. Because Pan is, like, stronger than Majin Buu, so, you know. (laughs) I don't think that's canon. (laughs) Unless a five-year-old Pan can absolutely trans-kid Buu, which I don't think should be a possibility. But it'd be hilarious
0: in concept. (laughs) Never never forget that Pan in Dragon Ball Super had an episode where she basically flew into the atmosphere and was fine. Yeah. Remember, because she had the the peel-off gang like literally attached to her and whatever it was it was weird like i said super was not always the best but i digress so super has a lot of it it has good parts and it has bad parts and then it it has the part in dragon ball super superhero where they focus 10 seconds on bulma's butt yeah yeah fan service (laughs) speaking of which will what have you been playing
1: <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'm flying off the fan service at the moment right now. I we uh, if you haven't looked, seen the new recent battle in Fire Emblem Heroes, we recently got another engaged banner with Ivy Rosado uh and uh, two more because You you can fill in the blanks. I I I haven't played enough gauge gauge to know the cast I'm sorry, <laughs> but um oh, yeah. Thankfully just rng just has been very kind to me in my first 25 sessions, and I actually got Ivy, which. Yeah, uh, if you know, Summer Ivy was ba- was bad enough. Yeah, <laughs> original Ivy here it is is a very good unit. So if you if RNG has blessed you, original vanilla orange original ivy is very good on your team so yes if you want to spend the orbs you you won't be disappointed you won't be disappointed so there's that uh as well as of course naturally splatoon 3 split the splat as we'll be talking about in the next segment and uh yeah uh, just a quick recap on my sessions like uh, i i unfortunately i did went ran into um yeah. I lost a, a hundred times match on uh, mm-hmm. Pro League, which really stung, especially winning a couple of um, uh, times 10 matches, which, yeah, like if you know, you know, there was plenty of mirror matches. Again, we'll discuss that more later on in the next segments. Um, the other thing that I've also, just to continue on the Splatoon side of things as well, I actually ha- before the podcast, I have to tr- actually try the new expansion pack of uh, Side Order. And Ooh. I want to just briefly touch a little bit on the beginning um, floor levels. So, yes, it it is pretty much indeed Hades, if anything else. You start at the <laughs> bottom and got basically got to reach top. And I believe like there's about, like 30 floors or something like that. So, yeah, very similar structure to Hades in some sense. And like, we're going to like the modifiers, anything that you um, gain. Uh, again, I, I just uh, beginning my run a little bit. So I'm just like getting the, the tutorial levels from Act uh as well just basically getting the beginner chips but get um modifiers and for the most part it it, it feels pretty good it, it, i can definitely see how i can get harder as, as like as you proceed with other t- uh multiple runs after if you do die in it and begin all over again but again I, I only started a little bit of it but side wars so far is shaping out to be a very good dlc that I say even is comparable to an actual expansion. So Ooh. at the moment right now, it's looking pretty good. I have to play a bit more, but so far it is looking pretty good. And plus story-wise, uh, regarding to um, Pearl and Marina, that thing I'm, I'm looking forward to. Because again, you guys chose Chaos. I wanted Order. And look what happened.
0: Hey, don't let don't, <laughs> me into this. I wanted Balance all right but todd balance wasn't an option i don't care i was correct and i made a very passionate fire emblem themed argument as to why that was the case so don't let me into this <laughs> but
1: yes, yes that and it case. is the only person that is in the, in, in the currently in the shadow of us right now yes in the void uh, but yes there's that so yeah going to uh, play side order and as uh just quickly as well um I as well as well tried out the Five Society Summit uh, June on demo as well. I just play a little bit of it. and yeah, like you said, Scott, just like f- exploring, actually going into the ocean <laughs> of actually swimming to like these parts is like, wow like and yeah. also like we're going to just a little <laughs> bit of perform- um, performance and uh graphic quality i know there has been some debate on that but like per- as usual i like put per- my 60 frames per second i don't mind if it had to like shut down uh downgrade a little bit on the visual fidelity but even even though they said they were updating it on, on the recent patch or probably in eventually in the full game but like the f- i think the graphics is fine i mm. like, a fr- a frame rates is fine a v if the I I think
2: a lot of like the tech jargon is kind of getting overblown for this game because people are trying to find anything they can do to kind of hate on it right oh.
1: right right and <laughs> of course and yeah as like i did some research and of course the thing as they they uh the team shared it was on uh, unreal engine 4. so yep. that is also like the engine problem as well so just take note of that listeners yeah yep. but overall the demo is so far shaping up very good again i cannot wait for my collector edition to come out next week can't believe that's what he did <laughs> just less than six seven days away Woo. uh and lastly lastly rounding up uh yes i actually have tried out the unicorn overlord demo for switch which I kind of find it funny. This is a time exclusive for Switch, which will be released <laughs> on the other consoles later on. I believe by tonight on Friday morning, by the time you listen to this, but I have tried the Unicorn Overlord And holy moly, I haven't tried any uh, like very like the um, t- uh, real life tactical RPG, tactical strategy games like uh, Tactics Ogre or such. But playing this game and again, Valinaware Flare, and by all means, please check out our playthrough on the Outer Haven, which our boss Cooper Keefe has played through on, on YouTube. But it is, it feels good. It honestly yeah. feels good. Like, it, like the the only other tactic is obviously with Fire Emblem, but like, yeah, this thing Fire Emblem, but with like your squads really acting in real time, real time, like positioning, moving, all that. Like, yeah, it, it, again, if you have like, like tactics over or like real time strategy games, like yeah, it was, uh, they're it, like, it, and, and they act in real time. It, it feels like a real war scenario, like commanding your legions of squads. Your like your are obviously you gotta have that one veteran uh overpowered uh knight to help you out on the way. out <laughs> say <Save> the <laughs> eye for engage. But yeah, making your squads and just like finding the advantages, disadvantages, like the, the positioning of it all is so much th- there is a lot. It is a very beefy demo. And the fact is like you only go to a certain part, but there is a lot to explore regarding different units and such. So, and of course, naturally, the, like the, they emphasize on decision making if you want to like recruit them, free, uh, let go, uh, criminal or execute them. Like, so far at the moment, I am going for the passive route, but I know that's gonna bite me back in the butt so hard. I know <laughs> I can even know that, but I, I want to see if the passive run actually does pay off. But I know it's gonna bite me back in the butt. It's it, it just seems that's worse than scenario, of course. But uh, at the moment, right now, Unicorn Overlord, if you ever get it for any system outside P- uh, PC, yeah. By all means, try the demo when it comes to your consoles. It is just very. One is vanillaware. It's beautiful artwork. Like, yes. People say, like, the animation is horrible. (laughs) You don't know. Bang. Yeah. Yes. You don't know anything. Like, vanillaware is top notch. And just like looking at it, even for Switch quality, it's pretty darn good. So, yeah, by all means, if you get the demo, please, please try it out. It is very good. It is very good. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. I'm good. I'm good.
0: (laughs) All right. For me, I honestly can say I only played one thing just because I've been busy the last few days with a comic novel thing. Uh, Of course, continuing uh, the A.C.E. Trilogy Apollo Justice style this time. And I hit a case that is easily one of the best cases of the entire series. Not just the trilogy, the series. And it is the Rite of Turnabout. And uh, here, stop me when this sounds familiar. Maya gets accused of murder. (laughs) <laughs> Stop!
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, so it's the one where she gets she's training in Carian, uh, the country of Carian, and she gets accused of murder. So Phoenix naturally goes to defend her, and a very deep and twisted uh, case unfolds. And this is one of the episodes where the three D animation like truly shines because we see so much emotion from all the characters, from Emma Sky not wanting to testify against Maya to the to to, do both members of the accused uh the actual uh killers if you will um and then for the first time i'm gonna spoil i don't care this game came out in 2016 i'm gonna uh one of the deaths was a suicide and that was mind-blowing because it's like oh yeah someone's always killed somebody it's always been a murder it's always been about you know who killed who and it's like no this this guy killed himself to protect his wife because his wife had to kill someone in self-defense, but because there are no defense lawyers in Karine because of their corrupt justice system, she would have been found guilty, like without help, because there wasn't someone like Phoenix to help her. So the husband killed himself to throw suspicion on Maya so that Maya would get accused of both murders and his wife would be safe. And it's just like, whoa! Tense. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, and then, and that's not even the the best part, if you will, Maya has to has to channel the suicide victim to figure out the truth, and they have this special talisman, basically, that allows the spirit to go back to the Twilight Realm, and so the wife uses the talisman on her dead husband to send him back, and they, you know, exchange this very emotional goodbye, and I'm just, I'm in tears at this point, because I'm just like, oh my gosh, why did he do that, I mean... And then the wife, we find out the wife is pregnant, so you know he's not going to get to see his child because he had to die to defend his wife and all that. And it was all because of this corrupt system. It's just like, holy crap. And the way they rendered it with the, the 3D animation and the models, with they had like tears coming down their faces, the way they smiled to one another. You couldn't get away with it, with how they do sprites, like even good sprites or whatever. Um, it's just beautiful. And it's it's incredibly tragic, which is what the series often does. Like they'll do like the heartwarming, oh yeah, we got the right person accused, but this was just like (laughs) nobody wins this trial. Okay, (laughs) yes, Maya and Phoenix didn't die because they were actually they actually lost the case initially. Then they got a lucky break and had to retry it. But uh, like yes, Maya lived and Phoenix was all right. But you know, a good person had to die because of a corrupt system. It's just like that's not cool. (laughs) All right, Nick, nobody wins here. So. and we haven't even gotten to the last case, which is incredibly heartbreaking for anyone who's played it. But this, this, uh, this game and this trilogy—they really know how to harp on the whole. You know, the law is supposed to be one thing. You know, it's not always portrayed that way, which is incredibly prevalent for like our country here in the United States. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And remember, the the trilogy—well, actually, the all six games—is based in the United States. I forgot that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember
1: <laughs> the whole burger thing yeah
0: yeah because you forget it because like these look like japanese characters more times than not like they feel like a japanese anime but they're actually based in la outside of when they go to like harine and all that but uh you know, it, this game is very beautiful in how it's it renders itself the stories they do the the darkness they're not afraid to show and of course the links of some of these characters go to try and get certain things to happen and this one was just like oh this hurts it hurts to watch i mean and again i've played the game like multiple times but i'm seeing it in like full hd 3d and it's just like oh this hurts (laughs) oh it hurts so it hurts a lot (laughs) so if you haven't played it i I do have my review up i gave it a four out of five i uh overall it's 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 a very beautiful game you know smaller many things aside sadly and I know I'm going to get a little heat on this, even though it has become a meme, Will. It is a meme. Uh, I've gone from playing one of the best chapters to playing what I consider one of the worst chapters. And I have to start uh, Turnabout Storyteller. <laughs> and if you're like, well, wait a minute, what's so bad about sto- Turnabout Storyteller? Well, I won't tell you everything, but I will say it features balloons.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Such artistry,
0: says the judge. <laughs> it's so bad okay it's not the worst story ever but it's just like after having that one we just played and then the final one which is like mind-blowing and what they do like this one just feels like the you know the redhead stepchild (laughs) basically got (laughs) deflated uh yeah i like that yeah the the air definitely got let out of the tires (laughs) um I almost feel like they say, "Hey, we need we need to have like a waifu or something in here to kind of you know, because we can't go that depressing again." So they do like this one, and they're like, "No, stick with the depressing."
1: Like, no, we don't need to go continue this depression train. No, no. we need something to stop it. <laughs> Nothing stops this train.
3: <laughs> Not even balloons.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and the fact that that character, the balloons character, has a meme following is incredibly ironic and yet incredibly poignant. Like that, there's no other way of. <laughs> praising it. It's just like, because I saw it. Like, it. It was before the trilogy came out. I'm. I see this character like pop up, pop up. That was. That one was not intentional. Uh, like over and over again. I'm like, why does this character have a fan base? They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the. Reason that's I'll the internet that. for you. <laughs> internet. Uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah, I have played uh Fire Emblem uh Heroes, and I too have been partaking in the banner. I am actually really mad at this new banner, not because of the characters, because I'm fine with getting them. Uh, I really did like Fire Emblem Engage, but uh, who's the swordsman character? Will? Um, don't look at me. I didn't play Engage 2 that far. <laughs> fine. Well, there's a swordsman character, and I don't know why, but the last few banners, I always get one of the characters like three times, and he was the one. I got him, the uh, the, the his character three times. I'm just like, could you like give me something else here, like anything at all? And then I use my free summon to get Ivy because Ivy is best woman, period.
1: And uh game. yeah, for record, it's uh, is is Kagetsu.
0: Kagetsu, yeah. He's like he he's he's like one of the player types in the game. And you know, he's like, Oh, only together will be strong enough to proceed him. Like, oh my gosh, these characters.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was quite a funny even the build your bonds event, like, yeah, Kagetsu is like, Oh, let us, let us like combine our bodies together. Like, dude, phrasing crazy like even like long queue like oh you're a girl
0: i'm sorry i don't get it i'm not a girl yeah (laughs) it's yeah it's it's a thing so oh well the irony is that uh i had like 1100 orbs going into that banner and i you know i I did all 40 to get my free summon and then i look at the characters in the banner. i'm just like you know what i'll just save my i'll save my orbs i don't uh (laughs) i don't feel the need to get these ones it's not an insult. It's just, you know, outside of Ivy, who I honestly really, really like, um, I'm just not, I just don't need the other characters. That's so yeah, I'm, Yeah. Yeah. I, like will, the- I will wait. <laughs> I will wait for other characters. Hopefully, not one same Tharsha or Camilla.
1: <laughs> I mean, the only one that you, you may want to get is Hortensia, but yeah, I hear like she- that. Yeah, like as the a uh, very a uh, very top tier a uh, sw- one unit, but yeah, as uh, as I- Ivy, yeah, that's really just about it. Plus, we are expecting to get of uh, the, the next Mythic banner next week, so you might want to save that.
0: As well, we yeah. shall see. All right, and now we go to the news because, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a nuts news week for all <laughs> sorts of reasons, <laughs> and not just the thing you're thinking about. So it's time to go down the war pipe. No, we're not starting with that. We're gonna start with something else. We're gonna start with the splat fest because uh, yes, it happened. And Friday, Friday, won, which means once again, none of us won.
1: Yeah. Nope. Like,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I, I got I gotta get on the soapbox here. How can this happen? Uh, like, okay, I had the stats right in front of me. So okay, with the con shells pre-show game, we had 33% going to Team Saturday. And here's the most interesting part. The votes. Well, not really too surprising, <laughs> but the votes here. 66% majority went to team Saturday. Friday had 22.53%. And Sunday only had 10.9%. Ouch. Like, yeah. The, the skew is absolutely like huge. However, here's the kicker. Here is the kicker. Even with the, the early points for Saturday. Open and Pro League went to Friday. And Sunday, again, reminder, 10% of the vote. taken the tricolor battle of 36.09% on Sunday for tricolor. So if you match up the points, uh, yes, contrast and votes went to Saturday. Open and Pro League went to Friday. And Sunday won the tri-battle. And if you didn't get to ca- calculate the, the points already, Friday won with the second amount most of votes. And again, this is just for record as well because in the Open League, Friday won with thirty three point fifty one percent, with uh, with Saturday being a close second with thirty three point thirty two percent. So that's like eight and uh, like yeah, like twenty about a twenty a point two percent of the victories in open league. So if we only had one more category that we won, Friday would we'll actually got a second one. But nope, it was the biggest fumble that happened. Like the Mets, it's just like uh Fry is is indefinitely cursed. I, I'm sorry. I'm so, like okay. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three, four, five fl- fest in a row. Uh, yeah, I think Fry is inevitably cursed.
0: <laughs> I just like, want to remind people that when we did the splatfest or splat, splat last week, you know. Will was like, oh, it has to be Saturday. Like, why would anything other than Saturday win? And I'm like, no, 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 Friday and Sunday are pretty cool. And then I, I, I'm pretty sure that in the words of Michael Jordan, I took that personally. And they <laughs> they came out and won. And then, of course, Team Sunday, despite only having 10% of the people, apparently, we got second.
1: <laughs> so It's just like, yeah, even though we had the majority, Sa- uh, Team Saturday had the majority vote, they still ended up in last place. <laughs> it's just like, Holy moly it's like th- this apparently the
2: majority of players are terrible at <laughs> Yes and for the record as
1: well yeah um in the pro league 35.2% went to Friday and uh yes um so Saturday was the least in 31.30 uh 31.37% uh, while Saturday, Sunday had the second in 33.43% so pro league was was a clear cut unfortunately and yeah, it's just absolutely... Yeah, as you know, as, as Splatoon players, we can get very salty. Shiver want is either... Be, it really is down... Like, unfortunately, it's down to if you want to choose either Shiver or Big Man. And sadly enough, it's... Yeah, Fry is forever doomed unless they have changed the the grading system. Oh, wait a minute. In this next coming patch, if you have downloaded the recent patch, they actually will be changing the grading system. And uh, here... And I actually have pulled up right here. So... in. They're in this, in the next coming Splatfest, which is going to be the Springs Fest, um, they, they, they actually will be rewarding points to people who, for the category, actually got second place. So <laughs> yeah, it's not just the first place people going to be getting uh, points now. Second place people, the second place categories will be getting uh, points. So um, just look at the changes. Uh, sneak peek: first place we're getting uh, ninety points. While second place gets forty five percent of the points votes gets the fir- in votes uh first place 70 uh 70 points and second place is 35 points so votes won't count as much this time around i'm getting to the point because um in the cloud battles splatfast battles in open in open league first place will get 120 points while second place gets 60 points uh same same numbers 120 and 60 and in tricolor battles the first place uh will get 180 points and second place will get 90 points So, now with this new changes of having the second place, uh, getting actually points now, it's going to change things up. However, if you take this new metric system and count it in the previous Splatfest, like, in the end, uh, Fry will still only get one victory. Because if you remember, the only one that Fry won was the sweets battle, the spicy, sweet, and bitter. And actually, spicy would have won that battle. And the one uh, Splatfest that was like the handshake, fist bump, and uh, hug, fist bump were actually won for Fry. So in the end, it would not matter. Fry was still <laughs> only won one Splatfest of this entire run at the moment so far. So how this new system is going to play in the future Splatfest, we'll just have to wait and see. But holy moly, it is going to be, it's going to be another salt wave. I can feel it. It's going to be another salt wave.
0: Only time will tell. And they might be thinking, "Top, wait a minute. Didn't you play Splatoon over the weekend? Yes. I played all of six matches because I lost the first five in a row, got really bitter, finally won one, and quit while I was ahead. <laughs> I kid you not. I lost two matches in a row by less than 0.5% i only played four
2: matches i lost three
0: (laughs) i literally had matches which uh, i I actually
1: had a 0.1 difference i'd actually won Hmm. so Uh, yes yes
0: yeah so that was uh that was a hard one for all of us but we shall endure and yet they persisted and we shall now persist to talk about a good piece of news from the week although one that is still tenuous at best and that is of course about the pokemon presents that was officially confirmed to be happening on february 27th at 8 a.m okay really guys stop it with the 8 a.m crap all right some people have to go to work at (laughs) night i'm sleeping or eating breakfast or both so you know it's a thing so yeah here's what the, this is the key thing though it goes tune into our official youtube channel on february 27th to view exciting pokemon news in celebration of pokemon day 2024 see you there trainers why is this important to note because they don't say anything about games you'd think they would say hey for the latest game pokemon gaming news but no it's pokemon news general it's non very non-specific don't you think
3: No.
2: (laughs) So
0: given certain certain something else that happened this week which was not exactly riveting, you have to wonder if this is gonna follow the same track. And if so, oh how doomed are we in twenty twenty
3: (coughs) four. I don't know.
0: Now, remember, before this, the Pokemon company announced that they were going to do like special things like the Empire State Building with the lighting system. And they also confirmed that they're going to be talking about uh, Pokemon Horizons, which is about just about to hit Netflix, which I'm very excited about. I am. But we, I really hope that we get one significant gaming announcement. I will even preface this by saying I will be fine if they say, oh, let me just throw something else out there, we get Pokemon Legend Jirachi. <coughs> Or I'm just throwing out a random <laughs> Pokemon that didn't have anything in the game. Pokemon Damn. Is and it's coming out in twenty twenty five. I'd be okay with that. Because it's something to look forward to. And they remember that's how they announced Arceus initially. They just did the small teaser and said, hey, it's coming next year or whatever. So I wouldn't mind that. But we need something. And that statement, hey, view exciting Pokemon news. Pokemon news. Uh-huh. doesn't inspire confidence no does it not at all not at all Ah, all right and now sadly we must talk about mother (laughs) three
2: i wish it was more optimistic oh
0: yes (laughs) because during a certain thing that we will be talking about there was also a special japanese direct going on at the same time and on that version of it, they announced that Mother 3 is coming to Nintendo Switch Online, only in Japan. Ah! Mm. Japan gets all the best news. Japan gets all the best stuff. Like, let's just be yeah. honest here. They have, yes, a freaking, they, do. they have a freaking Gundam. Like, a friend of mine saw it recently. She posted a video. I'm just like, that thing is beautiful. I want yes. it. Yes,
1: and unfortunately, they will be taking it down soon as well, so yes.
0: Oh. Well, I'm glad you got the video of it then, but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, we we are not getting Mother Three in the West again. And I actually heard an interesting comment from one of the posters about this. One of the reasons we might not be getting it isn't so much about the localization; it's about the music, because apparently the music is heavily copyrighted so that it can't like go outside the the of the nation or whatever. And because the music is intricately tied to the battle system, that Ooh. would make it, you know, a monetary and legal nightmare to try and get it into the United States.
1: Great.
0: Now I don't know if that's true, but that's a random thing to throw out. If it's not, <laughs> you know, I just, I just say it. So.
1: Uh, it's just like this the whole meme again like yeah Japan they get the good stuff they get mandatory. and here we in the western Western hemisphere of the world like yes it's been memed over Reggie and the creator like they've been, they've been bothered from fans like yes why don't you bring it they would bring it and uh, those two Reggie and the creator says please bother Nintendo not me not my problem not anymore I'm retired yep <laughs> is he read, the fact that Reggie Feeds may have to say on Twitter is like, it's not my problem. Literally, like, yeah, like, yeah, um, fans, please, listeners, by all means, like, continue what we're doing, do what we did for the whole Sonic first Sonic movie when they did that whole horrible uh, where Hedgehog do bother Nintendo, raise pinch if so they had to, let's just <laughs> continue on with the pressure, and that we could get one of three. And, like, aside from the fact, from that, a uh, one fa- a possible fact that I would go into the whole music uh, legal nightmare if that if that's true. But, yes, continue with the pressure. Father Nintendo, be the Nintendo fanboys
0: that you are. In this. It says,
3: where's Mother 3?
0: Continue with the pressure. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I mean, it's one of those questions about, you know, is there anything we can actually do to truly get this to happen? And I know that, and yes, everyone can say, but hey, there's the fan version. Like, the fans localized it. <laughs> A, that's hard to get, as far as I'm told. B, it's not the same. And C, sometimes it's really hard to play ROM games, all right? I know that for a fact. That's how I actually got EarthBound originally, was via ROM, and it took me forever to find it. So... Can't play that on my Switch unless I modded it,
2: and that just requires way too much effort.
0: Exactly. So, I get what you're saying, but it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. And Nintendo, right now, needs... Needs to understand that we want this. Like, there's no reason. And again, they keep, uh, uh, how to say this? I mean, they keep using Lucas in Smash Brothers. Like, he's a main character, and his game has never come out in the West. He is the only character in the entire game where he has not been localized to the rest of the world. Every other character is a worldwide character on, you know, numerous systems or whatever. And, then there's Lucas, <laughs> and it's just like, why are you putting, why are you putting him here on, on for all to see, if you are just doing, if you're not gonna localize him, like really?
1: Then Bando, get off your <laughs> butt! It's been like, it feels like three decades now.
2: Come on. I, I, I don't know. Mother Three War will
1: still run rampant. <laughs> yeah. Continue with the memes, Mother Three. Break last Mother Three. <laughs>
0: We're not, we're, we're, I don't know if we'll ever get it. And that's just the truth. So we'll just have to uh, beg.
1: Just, P- yes, continue please. to beg. Continue to raise the pitchforks. Like, dude, what, what, uh, Eric Balza did with Acme versus, uh, Cal- yeah, a uh, coyote Cal- versus acne. Just do, <laughs> do a hashtag. Where's Mother Three? Mother Three trending.
0: that <laughs> may be the answer. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just, I remember, I woke up after because I didn't watch the direct uh, the partner showcase, and I I wait online just to do my thing, and all of a sudden I see Mother Three, and I'm like, wait a minute, what's what's going on with Mother Three? And it's like, oh wait a minute, it's only coming out in Japan. I'm like that's not, you can't, that's not fair. How why do you keep doing this to us? Because they can, Todd. Because they can. So we are going to forever suffer. And that's just a fact of life. So. And yet, they persisted. (laughs) And yet, they persisted. All right. Next up, we have... uh, Okay. Lighter piece of news. Lighter. Let's talk about Pokemon Concierge. Woo! Yes. Now, if you don't recall, this was a special stop-motion animation series that was on Netflix in December. And apparently, the show has done so well that they are having more episodes put into production right now. Sweet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy for it. Like the only It was only like four or five episodes, if I recall correctly. Uh, and yeah, each one was just absolutely pure, pure fluffy goodness. So if you <laughs> have again a bad day, by always, please watch Pokemon Con You will feel cheered up very quickly.
0: Yeah. It's very old school, but that's not a bad thing. No. And they have a very unique theme of, you know, the the hotel and the Pokémon they see and whatever and they're uh they're already gearing up for season 2 and I and I love that. So, I'm gl- and I'm glad that this is getting appreciated because you think like, "Oh, but this isn't like a main series. It's not like something. It doesn't have like Pokémon battles as far as I know. You know, it's just about, you know, Pokémon and people relaxing together at a resort." And you know, sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> Sometimes that's it, all you need, just something relaxing. We need, that's how diverse it is.
1: We need the fluffy stuff. If Pokemon yeah, Snap yes. was relaxing, <laughs> by all means, Pokemon Conscience <laughs> is the watchful watchful medium of that such of such genre, it's Such
0: so. a vibe show too, which is nice.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And again, it's just it proves that old school animation works, which is why I would want, you know, old school 2D animation versus the 3D stuff that we have nowadays. Or it, or even worse, the what I call the scrunch 2D models where they just like ex- super squished the characters together to make like save time or something. Uh have you ever heard of Jellystone? I think I back in the it's day, got like so... it's, it's basically Hannah Barbera, but like Oh, okay. All the bottles yeah, are yeah. like so weirdly shaped. They're like almost disgusting versions of their past cells. I'm looking at a version of Space Ghost, I'm like, why does he have a butt chin? i'm I'm not kidding i'm looking at a still of space Ghost right now and he's his chin has like like a crack right down the middle i'm just like who's thinking he is thanos some people like to think so i have no idea well like like first of all thanos had like a butt chin in mcu um second of all much like thanos uh, space ghost does go coast to coast (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh very positive news and that's very cool to hear so uh, we don't know how many more episodes are coming or when they'll drop uh stop motion takes time ladies and gentlemen i can test yeah i had to learn i had to learn it in college and it was it was a process um but it's cool that this is getting being successful and who, who knows what might lead to this they might pokemon company might say hey this is cool let's make something else along these lines why not all right next up is another story where i'm almost stunned by what i've read it was recently confirmed in a japanese publication that nintendo is the richest company in japan Mm. now what does that mean well it means they're worth 11 billion dollars. okay uh seriously though they are worth 11 billion dollars but there is a couple caveats here and good caveats the way that the system worked is that it took the apparently the overall value of the company, and deducted things like debt that they owed for whatever projects they're doing, and when that was all said and done, Nintendo was on top, mainly because they don't have debt. <laughs> they Which are is... a very self-sustainable service. Yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> yeah, but, but remember, remember that there is a wise man out there who thinks that Nintendo are fools for not realizing that their future is in software alone. Right, Phil? Uh, uh, 16. Uh. 16, we're, we're doing good. <laughs> but, uh, I will get to 365. <laughs> Watch me, Phil Spencer. But yeah, that uh, that really blew me away because the next video game company that was on the list was Bandai Namco at 25. Oh, oh.
1: That's quite
2: a job. Yeah. Most video game companies uh they spend a lot (laughs) Uh, to try to make it back, and that does incur debt.
1: I mean that, however,
2: is not that way.
1: (laughs) Correct, correct. I mean, with like if you know Bandai Namco's ways, they are a little bit on the money grieving side, especially with the recently announced trailer for uh (laughs) yeah, um uh, yeah Elden Ring Shadow of the Urge Tree which our, our boss had to get that Collector's Edition ASAP which he did so yeah a little bit of a degree side so I think it's Bandai Namco if it he does but hey congratulations on taking eight yeah
0: <laughs> I just want to know that Keith gets all these Collector's Editions and yet he balked at buying me a Dragon Ball statue of, of Gogeta versus <laughs> like, Almost I- like that's only three collector's editions in one, and it's a worthy <laughs> statue. I'm worth it, dang it. I'm the host. <laughs> Not
1: over more important. Like, do you love me? Yes. you more than sh- uh, sh- uh, Odin Ring? Know your no. limits. Know <laughs> <laughs> your limits, Master Todd.
0: But Todd has no limits. Just ask my hair. Um. But yeah, I, I'm very surprised with this. Now, you might be thinking, where was Sony on this list? I actually don't know. But remember, Sony's also just being honest here a much broader company because mm-hmm. they do you know they have tech, tech that they sell outside of video games they do video services and so on but apparently they're not richer than nintendo which mm-hmm. i find infinitely hilarious because they well, are a bigger company <laughs> they so they have more assets and property yeah, and yeah, management yeah. stuff so yes. they
2: have more money in that technicality but they don't have more capital on hand
0: yeah and they mm-hmm. definitely have debt yeah it definitely up that
1: on and, movies and all that, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and you know, buying stuff like Bungie or that hasn't worked <laughs> out yet. And another thing to remember is that Nintendo has been doing a good job recently with expansion via their IPs in like the Super Mario Brothers movie, which again made it uh, what was it 1.3 billion dollars at the box office, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the Super Nintendo World, which has which recently celebrated one year in uh, Hollywood and uh, almost three years in Japan. So, and those both of those have been doing thrivingly. Like, remember, they're working on the next expansion, which features Donkey Kong. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're doing their jobs, and so you know, Nintendo rules. Yeah,
2: even with all the stuff they do, they're also still very conservative on where where they use their funds, which is a very wise thing. Yes,
1: uh, like we, it may not be a great they they do Nintendo, Nintendo does Nintendo, but uh, you can't you can't argue the results and money they have. That they have money, they have. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that brings us to the opposite side of the spectrum, ladies and gentlemen, with the embracing group. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Now, u- usually, we wouldn't talk about this group for various reasons. Kind of like the re- way I don't like to talk about Joff Keely unless I'm bashing him. Uh, remember my warning, Joff Keely. It's still in effect. <laughs> it's still in effect. All right, but here's the deal. As you know, very sadly, 2024 has become the year of the video game layoffs. And the Embracer Group has been a big part of this, both in 2024 and in 2023. Yep. And part of that was because they were doing the opposite of Nintendo by overspending, by overreaching, and their very punchable CEO, as noted by his very smug picture in every article that talked about this quote. Even Will was like, "Can we take? Can, we, can I punch that face? Can I punch?" That? I'm like, <laughs> "Let's take turns." The fact that it makes Bobby Kotick look even. <laughs> yeah to be fair bobby's worse i know it sounds yeah. weird but like he was literally abusing people okay okay that- this guy's just okay. being worse d- for the in
2: well yeah worse for basically everything he touched this guy's just worse for
0: the companies that he's also touching so yeah. you know i could put it a better way this guy is bad for business the other guy is bad for humanity <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Mm, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but getting back to the Embracer Group, their CEO, Lars Wingafour. Wangahar? <laughs> Hungahar? Uh, what was it, or, yeah, it's his name? <laughs> his name is Lars. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Lars. Um, reminds you Rocket Power. Uh, See, there's a deep cut. <laughs> but uh, it's a great show, though. Uh, he was doing an investor call and he goes more or less all companies are going through a restructuring program. There is less investments made from the industry into content. I think the underlying consumer market is solid and is still growing, but the underlying changes, there's a lot of underlying changes made to the industry. I think looking at the 8% reduction in workforce at Embracer, there is obviously, I don't know the number for the whole industry, but the industry, but I think it's something that everyone needs to get through. End quote. Okay. First of all, 8% at the Embracer group is over 1,400 people. And he even noted there were more layoffs coming. So don't say 8% as if that's a small number. That's a lot of people you're cutting. Second of all, he said that everyone's going through this right now. All companies, more or less, all companies are going through a restructuring program. Uh, No, they're not. (laughs) Yes, some are, including big ones like Microsoft. I do not deny that. But if you look at other ones, not even close. There are plenty who are doing just fine, like, oh, I don't know, Nintendo!
3: Mm-hmm.
2: quite
0: famous for not doing that <laughs> yes yeah, and taking pay cuts to not do that yeah and so on and so forth and then it's like oh but there's not that much investments no i disagree with that too in fact if anything there was too much investments and not enough focus on actual quality game making as shown by sony and xbox and wait for it not nintendo you're welcome <laughs> and then when he was called out on their over okay I-, I need to get some context on this one so the reason the embracer group is so hated and it was even called out by greg miller at the dice awards recently which i know our boss Keith doesn't like him for legitimate reasons but this was a great call out on the embracer group uh he said he basically joked there's two things that every company hates to hear the first is that the people on the internet are angry and the second is that the embracer group is here <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're at
2: your
0: door. <laughs> yeah, and then, and they said, Man, did they muck up this place, didn't they? And they and Lars was in the audience. Yeah, he, he was right there. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't happy about it. But anyway, so they decided to go full tail and they were buying so many companies to try and get a bigger stake in the gaming industry. On the whole, that technically isn't bad. But at the time, they were working on what they were they really felt was going to be a two billion dollar deal. And Uh, for something else that would help them get a big influx of cash that deal fell through and then they had to start doing the layoffs because the gaming properties that they had bought weren't paying off so yeah yeah so they overbought thought that they would be okay didn't didn't get the deal they wanted and then they made the companies pay for it by laying off their staff and saying it's just restructuring
1: yeah, okay, like, th- their their body count is, unfortunately, way too long. list. Again, they killed Volition, they killed off a, yeah. a, a possibly planned DSX game. Uh, it's just, like, th- th- their decision-making, like, what the heck, you, like, you bloody idiots.
0: Yeah, they, and remember, there's also, a, I can't remember the studio name, but there's a studio making a TMNT game for the Last Ronin comic, which many are excited for. And then they laid off half the staff, despite the fact that the game's not even done. Yeah, I'm not nearly
2: as excited as I used to be.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And so he was called out about this, and... He said, quote, so it's kind of okay. We had that strategy back then. And now we need to adjust that because the cost of capital has increased. So it's just the overinvestment into content that is not supported by the cash flow from the operations or external capital. You can debate, you can debate, I'm going to be as snooty as possible for this next section. <clears throat> you can debate, you can debate the speed we went to build organic growth, but the ambition was obviously to aggressively organically grow the company Now. Now we need to adjust for that. And that's basically the core of the issue that we are addressing here. End quote. Just burn.
1: (laughs) That that statement from him is like, uh, ah. He is a prime definition, dictionary example of like a bad CEO. I'm sorry. It's just like when we have clear examples, again, Nintendo, like uh, Iwata, Iwata. pretty much the the, the late Iwata, a paragon of what a CEO should do. And you doing this? It's like, yeah, uh yeah. You could take that, take that statement. And stuff it. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. And I'll I'll build off of Will said. Like he to me, he is an example of someone in an ivory tower looking down at the people and going, "Oh yeah, this is their fault."
3: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I'm much fine.
0: Thing. This is their fault. This is totally on them. What? Why would you? What? What was that Simpsons? <clears throat> like, am if, if, if I? Is this my fault? Have I grown out of touch? No, it's the it's them. They're the problem.
1: Basically, like, have so like, the let them have Yes. Sort of wrong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there is, and again, we're going to be clear here it's not just the Embracer Group that has led to all these layoffs. It's so many companies in general, including, I'll even say, like, Ubisoft, Microsoft, who's, remember, getting investigated by the FTC for what happened with the layoffs after the Activision Blizzard merger, and so many more where. These companies are just saying, like, hey, let's throw out titles and just make money. And they forget that it's about the quality of titles that sells things, that truly sells things and makes an impact. If you don't do that, you're going to get a a quick cash flow followed by a big crash. And we see this everywhere, including, (laughs) but not limited to, movies like with the MCU where they're like, oh yeah, phase five, we got Ant-Man, Quantumania started, we're going to have Kang, it's going to be huge. And it had a $100 million opening, and then a thirty million dollar second week. Oops. And then of course, you know, Jonathan Majors was an issue, but that's an entirely different thing. <laughs> so I do, I do want to note that I saw an article saying like, you know, they fired Kang after the failure of Quantumania. I'm like, no, that's not why he got fired. <laughs> That's not, that's not why he got fired pretty sure it wasn't know. but uh and, or you, how about how about fast and the furious like that thing had like a steady growth from four onwards and then last one was just nah, not even not even close to the, to the numbers of the last several or mission impossible is the same way with dead reckoning and you can't just say hey we're going to throw out another one for you so go buy it no it has to be another one that's quality be it's another one that's meaningful. And you can't just say things like, oh, this is a quadruple a title. <laughs> and then you have animations that aren't even as good as a game from ten years ago. yeah, did you did you see that that clip, Scott?
2: Of, yeah, uh... I saw that animation clip, and it's, yeah, is it accurate? <laughs> like tell me, is it accurate? It's accurate for the console, not for the PC. fair enough. What well, isn't that
0: isn't that the way? <laughs> but that's why
2: most people are playing it, so I'm not gonna say, oh, it's so misdirected it's like no it's the the console versions have worse animations and i think that's because they developed the game for a higher uh, frame rate so like when I, I play it on the pc at 140 frames per second right now and it 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 runs and it looks pretty good for its animations but when i like try to connect it to the tv and then it, the then it pushes it to 60 frames per second, because my TV can't do more than 120 frames per second for, you know, it's a TV. <laughs> it's a TV? Here <laughs> it. Yeah, the animations don't look nearly as good as, say, like, a game that's developed for 30 to 60
0: frames per second. <laughs> Fair enough. So, it really ticks me off. Like, I really didn't like writing this for uh, Outer Haven and all that, but it, it needed to be said because this, these kinds of people can absolutely kill the industry. And we've had this before. Remember, there was the gaming crash of 89 where companies were just throwing out video game titles because they thought they could get away with it and making games like E.T. <laughs> when the game wasn't even close to being good. You can't just do that. But the name property. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> but Spielberger approved it. Well. Apparently, he wasn't a gamer. No. <laughs> But he did help make Animaniacs, so he did. Re- he did redeem himself. He did redeem himself twice over, actually. Uh, remember, there was a reboot. But uh, no, this this guy is a problem. And while I know there's no law against what happened with his acquisitions and how he's handling it, there there should be, because yeah. these people are ruining other people's lives, and then as a ripple effect, they're damaging the opportunities of other. Uh, gamer or game development desirers like myself even who want to get into the industry but have limited options based on location and skill set and whatever and if they're going to a company that all of a sudden lays off 1400 people with more on the way and they could still go be going through restructuring later on what hope do we have to get into the industry Especially in an industry that says like, "Oh, you need to have you know two plus years of experience doing this that, or the other thing," and I just got out of college, and I don't even—I barely have experience getting through that. <laughs> and that—that that literally happened to me. They're like, "Oh, if you want to be a, a, a writer for this company, you need to have like two plus years of experience in game writing." I'm like, "I just got out of college. How am I supposed to get that experience?" <laughs> you should have been writing about games in high school. <laughs> Or, or, hey, you need to spend your own money to make indie games. I don't have money. i got to pay off my yeah. college debt. Well, that's, That sounds like a you problem, kid. <laughs> sounds like you should have gone to college. What? No, this... What? Then I wouldn't have gotten a degree, which is also a requirement. Yeah. It, it, it <laughs> it's it's a, it's a vicious system in Cycle. The, and These guys don't help. Because, again, 1,400 people just from them were now looking for other jobs. And then you throw in a couple thousand with Microsoft and all the other companies that were having issues because of, you know, Get bad game releases, bad timing, bad sales—whatever you want to call it. You know, there's only so many jobs to go around in the gaming industry, and not everyone has the ability and the bandwidth and the potential to make indie games to try and, you know, cement themselves as good developers. So them saying like, "Oh, our strategy was fine, buying up everybody, and then you know, you know, chopping them to bits when our big deal went through" is not okay it's not okay and you can't just say hey we were trying to do aggressively or, or aggressively organic growth that's not how growth works you can know. no growth is very rarely aggressive that's the point you can get spurts you can get uh seasons you can get you know progressive growth but you do not get aggressive growth and then have to ch- They'd have to backfill because you made some stupid moves. That's not how it works. And the fact that he was just trying to say that, clearly blaming everyone but himself. Very telling. Very telling. Yeah. Him and Keeley must be related. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, I haven't kept track of my Keeley. Uh, Kee- I don't have a Keeley count for insults, but I should get one. Apparently we need a counter. <laughs> yes. I need, I, need, I, need a Keeley, I need a Keeley counter and a Spencer signal. <laughs> oh it's a dream uh all right brief piece of news i forgot to mention this before time magazine is doing special pokemon themed covers to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the game series in america yes america not overall i had to look this up because i'm like wait a minute we just celebrated 25 years a couple of years back so why are you celebrating 25 years now like oh it's 25 years in america which, by the way, was last August, so even then they're late. Your uh, your Time Magazine. How are you late?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those, like, from what I checked out, the, those, those exclusive cards for Time, like,
0: it, it, no doubt about it.
1: I, you you Pokemon nerds out there, it's going to be fine as collectibles. You'll be collecting them, put them in mylar bags, and, like, yeah, wait for it to greater and sell them off in the market. I This is going to be, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be another Pokemon card situation in that uh Fango Museum. I feel that like that's going to be the case.
0: You never know. <laughs> gotta, gotta catch them all, Will. Gotta catch them all. Oh, no. Yeah, magazine form.
2: <laughs> How long till the scalpers get them?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, in uh, Ace Attorney, in Spirit of Justice, there's a board game that they play. And I'm like, wait, what's it called? And, and uh, the princess goes, what? You never heard of Demol? <laughs> I'm like, see? Even Capcom likes Pokemon. <laughs> there you go. And it's about total domination of your opponent. I'm like, yeah, that's accurate accurate. So, be on the lookout for that. Now, on the flip side, something you might not be on the lookout for in 2024 might be the Nintendo Switch successor. Because <laughs> Again. We ha- Yes, we have even more news about this, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Because a new report came out that stated that the Nintendo Switch successor might not release until first quarter of 2025. Which means it'll be over a year away. This is going to be a rough year. If that's it's going to be a rough year. <laughs> yeah, and before you think all oh, this is just a report, this was uh, stated to be true by multiple sources. Now, the least of which was VGC, who heard it from various third-party sources, who said, "Yes, I know we're going really deep down the telephone wire, but who <laughs> said that Nintendo told them that they had delayed." The launch of the switch successor to 2025 so that they could have a better software lineup at launch which for the record is what i asked for in my Nintendo draft pick but that won't count if the console doesn't release in 2024 so our draft is looking pretty bad right now yeah yeah and before you think oh this won't have any negative impact on things yeah their stock fell yeah, yeah. Their stock went from an all-time high in January to uh, several points below in February, Oof. all because of this report. Now, again, salt, salt, but this one feels different because it's like it's multiple sources. But then again, remember Bloomberg once said that the Switch Pro was coming, and it didn't. That one had multiple sources too. Yeah, that's Bloomberg. <laughs> that's Bloomberg. So. Who can you trust, ladies and gentlemen? Who can you trust? I don't know. When Nintendo but... says it is when you can
2: trust it. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> but then again, they did say Metroid Prime 4 was coming. And They'll they restarted it a little bit. Yeah, and, 2077. And how, and, and, how long, and how long did we have to wait for Pikmin for? They're not doing good on these four titles.
2: <laughs> Apparently, they should stick to three. Yeah. trilogies. <laughs> what a
0: concept. But, yeah, this is... uh, We're going to be talking about this more in the main event, especially in line with the uh, certain thing that also happened the, this week. But, if this is true, Nintendo is in trouble. Because I, I noted last week or the week before that, you know, the Switch is probably going to sell pretty well this year because they'll have something coming out. They'll go out with the last hurrah. And my my faith is wavering. My faith is wavering. And... I don't like that, but you know we've all been here before.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not the first time Nintendo. We, we Nintendo fanboys have our faith shook regarding Nintendo's future, and Wii U was
2: a bleak period. Yes, (laughs) yes.
1: Uh, But heck, we we can. As we live on, we will venture through, and you know, you know. Again, the future's not set in stone. You never know. In the end, you never know.
0: So we'll we'll just have to see how things go. But uh, once again. These reports, these reports keep changing. Because remember uh, a few weeks ago, it was, oh, they're going to do the big release announcement in March, which totally shook us. Because we're like, wait a minute, why would they be doing this in March? They they're, they got games for the Switch coming out in the summer. And now it's like, no, now they're going to delay it until ma- ma- basically March 2025, like what they did with the, the Switch. And so it's even more curious. Who knows anymore? Mm-hmm. So.
1: so just be patient. Just be patient. Be patient.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, and speaking of patience, it is time to talk about the finale of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Ultimate, (laughs) ultimate, I mean, because the Sora Amiibo is out. Gosh, will Scott have it? Gosh, I do not. I didn't order it though, so I I can't blame myself for that. I can blame myself for that one. (laughs) It's my fault. Dang it, I failed. But uh, yes, they both got their Sora Amiibos, and even uh, Sakurai himself posted on Twitter that with the Sora Amiibo out, his work on the game is done, which is odd because I'm pretty sure he said he was done before. But I guess like <laughs> minor thing. Now he's really done, done. Yeah, <laughs> so I am officially a thousand percent done with this game. I can now move to the next Smash Brothers title, which he did not say. He did not say that, but maybe he implied it. It's hard to tell. Clearly, uh, the next Kid Icarus title. <laughs> uh, I would not really either. Love with ass. <laughs> launch title for the switch too i'm just saying
1: <laughs> yeah i'm just like because as with this amiibo now like yeah sora the last dlc character finally done in physical form it is basically over the smash smash series amiibo is done yes we don't have to worry about it the only thing that like maybe like sakura have any involvement in smash brav is basically regarding to uh guest spirits that that comes here and here and there. I know like they this recently with like the um with uh Breath of the Kingdom. Uh Te- Tears of the Ki- no. Breath of <laughs> the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Have, have you tested
0: the Breath of the Kingdom, Scott? You know, we gotta have that breathalyzer test, you know. <laughs>
1: Ooh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as like the other, like the yeah, two and 3, the 13 Sentinel spirits, which like that was rare. But yeah, yeah but... it's that's pretty much the only thing you probably see Sakurai involving anymore. But now with this Sora done, yeah okay sun, sun, sun said, let Sakura retire because i I, I saw another like another <laughs> streamer saying like yeah, no way we're going we get another Smash Moms Brothers at least not in this uh, uh, in this spectrum yes
0: again, uh if you've gotten the uh, Sora Amiibo, good for you. Hopefully it has fulfilled your c- collection, like it has with Will's, and I know he's very, very happy about that. Congrats, Will! Yay! Yeah. So, <laughs> Sora is finally here again. But now I can, you know, hold it. Yes. <laughs> it's like now. Does this make me a Keyblade Master now? No. 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 sora is not a Keyblade Master. <laughs> Technically not. Yeah, still right. Yeah, because he, he didn't get the Market Mastery, and then K no. H three happened, which is. he just has better feats than most keyblade masters (laughs) like riku yes yeah he had to go save riku's butt (laughs) multiple times so yeah anyway uh now we move on to our uh final story which is sadly as ironic as it may be the nintendo switch partner showcase that happened this week yes partner showcase which means only third-party titles and i saw so many people saying like hey this is going to be good you know things are going to happen and it's going to be special it wasn't
1: too <laughs> it some really wasn't. too some. too many and only too many. some
0: too many like if if you were excited it was only because you were looking at games that you ha- either have never played before or you were for some reason happy it was coming to switch and there was only a few titles i would honestly say people were excited for
2: or you're watching the japanese direct no. yes it, free. Want,
0: and and that new title what, what was it called
2: um it was like free artists yeah, Artists is going to be done by like the fur you team but yeah. it still doesn't have a localization announcement yet so we don't know if finance america is going to grab it which they usually do
0: grab the for you games yeah and, and they said they based it off of like certain pop, like Kingdom Hearts or anime or something like that, which is Japan, so I maybe mean, why not? Yeah. But you might be thinking, like, wait a minute, don't you usually do like a direct talk about this stuff? Well, yeah, we would if there was actually stuff to talk about. <laughs> like, here's the thing I'm literally going to go rapid fire through all the gaming announcements that happened. Are you ready? Ahem. Grounded. Ender Magnolia. A Ranger puzzle. No, sorry. A Ranger A Roll. <laughs> Unicorn Overlord monster hunter stories the original gets it's getting a remaster epic mickey rebrushed a full on remake of the wii title Shin Megami Tensei 5 vengeance basically all the dlc plus a brand new storyline uh star wars battlefront classic collection south park snow day sword art online fractured dreamer or daydream sorry gundam breaker 4 keith's happy for that one (laughs) super monkey ball banana rumble world of goo 2 Fantasy Life, I the girl who steals time. Another crab's adventure. Why was that there? <laughs> Penny's big breakaway. Uh, how do you say this? Suika game multiplayer mode expansion pack. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Jan. Um, Pepper grinder. What the heck? Pocket card jockey. That's actually from Game Freak. Um, <laughs> S- Snuffkin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then a whole bunch of mini tiles. I'm not even gonna go over. Uh, Pentiment uh then we're getting a five rare games from nintendo switch for nintendo they're bringing
1: back Color instinct which is coming out right now uh, Yay, killer instinct
0: yes i was about to say that will and then finally endless ocean luminous yay
1: <laughs> yeah like that last one that was definitely like why you pr- end up the, the presentation with a very exclusive but also a very niche title oh, like, very endless ocean. Niche. <laughs> like i remember back on it when original wii and it's like yeah that thing is like super like casual like just swimming seeing ocean life and like a uh, barely the whole anya song i don't know that was like me up back in g4 i remember back in the day and yeah endless ocean i mean it is very casual i mean sure i have like 30 other people swim with you. Yeah, fine but do you want that i mean you gotta sure, find you want 30 other game.
2: people to swim with you though
1: yeah i mean you want a comfy game fine <laughs> that's your prerogative. but yeah like, why end up on that thing, which that it, was it's definitely kind of a, a
2: weird note, but you also have to remember um, how many of any of these games were actually exclusive to Nintendo yes. Switch. A lot of these were multi-platform releases.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, Unicorn Overlord, even though with that ex- time-exclusive demo, as I said before, yeah. is going to be co- coming out, releasing for other consoles uh, by today. And yeah, Shimmy Gummy Tensei 5 is gonna be releasing on Xbox. Yeah, it's before the original game was on Switch exclusive only, yes. Now, man. Vengeance, uh, Shimmy Gummy Tensei 5 Vengeance will be releasing to on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, X, and X, all the consoles. So, yep. yeah, now now it's finally free, it doesn't have to be about 12 <laughs> frames per second,
2: it's not shackled. <laughs> but that check, but like, yeah, exclusive games. Endless Ocean is like one of the few that were actually exclusive to Nintendo Switch,
1: yeah. And besides that, a world of good too, which I-, I personally like. I played on the movie, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, that thing was also exclusive, but yeah, that's just about it. Like, it, it, not, these cars are nothing of a systems it's nothing system center for Switch, no. it is definitely not. Unless again, you really like Endless social and such, but again, if you have a PS5, PC, or whatever it may be like yeah just get on the other consoles like yeah grounded already on pc pentiment again with the whole xbox uh, games coming to other consoles like ps5 or the switch again we have pentiment and uh and grounded so, i
2: mean i imagine that if we didn't just have like the xbox podcast and they were showing this before that happened this probably would have been like a very surprise direct Right. Since we already knew it was happening it was just kind of like oh yeah this is where they're revealing it of course they were yeah
1: reconfirmation <laughs> which yeah that's it just took the sales away the, the went out to sales yeah
0: yeah it there was nothing there's the thing i remember people like trying to defend this and trying to defend the previous uh partner directs in that and they like i remember once showing me a whole bunch of games that was announced at a previous one and like okay, but how many of those were actually exclusive? How many of those were meaningful? How many of those did we not know about already at the time when they decided, hey, let's put this on the Partner Direct? And the answer was very few, if any. And we had none of that here. Like I remember, Even the, the,
2: the Persona games that were revealed were already revealed in Xbox. So it was yeah. just like, I mean, anybody who already saw the Xbox one already saw most of what was going to happen on the SW- Direct
0: Exactly. The and and again like we got World of Goo okay we got World of Goo 2 and it's a console exclusive which is like <laughs> sure. can you imagine
2: someone you know buying Nintendo Switch just so they could play World of Goo 2 again
0: <laughs> No, not no, just no, not again but World of Goo 2 period uh but even still like that's not a that's not what I would call a system mover that's not anything truly meaningful and like oh but what about shimmy kind tensei 5 vengeance yes that is cool and they even said like it's gonna be a much bigger version brand new storyline 80 hours for the new storyline if you take that path that's cool but then later that day it was announced for all systems yep so this once exclusive title that was announced on the release event or sorry the uh, reveal event for the switch is now multi-platform so that loses its edge. Yeah, sure, we got the announcement first for Nintendo, but it wasn't exclusive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, Atlas being Alice. unfortunately, this is basically going with, the, with their track record again, re-releasing an original game like Persona 4 Golden, Persona 3 Royal, Persona 5 Royal, yep. Persona 3 Reload, <laughs> and now with uh, Shin Megami Sensei 5 Vengeance. So, yeah, they're basically doing this whole thing and... There again, you can't, you can't even bring your old vanilla saves from the original game. You only can bring in three demons. That's it, which is dumb. Like, like what, Atlas? So yeah, Alice being Alice again and not being greedy. Like, like too bad, you got to re-buy the game again.
0: So yeah, that's kind of eh. yeah. So that's why we didn't really talk about this because there was nothing really to talk about. It was very disappointing, and with the uncertainty of what might happen with the Pokemon presents, because again, there's no. Outside of the Gen 5 remasters slash remakes, there's no real hints of what's coming for Pokemon. And even so, there's no guarantee it'll happen this year or if it'll happen this year on the Switch or the potential to switch 2, depending on what Nintendo does. So that brings us to our main event, which is the question of, is Nintendo mishandling their 2024? Are they already off to a really bad start considering all that's happening and not happening? We'll break this down. In a Nintendo discussion. <laughs> Alright, I'll just start it off, guys. Is Nintendo doing... Are they ha- mishandling their potential final year of this <laughs> Switch? right now based on you know we're two months in basically i'm gonna say they are because right now all we have to look forward to across now first and third party as revealed in this nintendo partner showcase is a whole bunch of remasters and remakes and one original title in princess peach showtime which by (laughs) the way had some previews come out and apparently it's fun Casual. Oh, who would have guessed?
1: <laughs> it, 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 from the previous, it's it showed off right now. Princess Peach is definitely a good game, not a very difficult game like out, like other like Mario platforms as you expect. <laughs> but it is good enough to like. Yeah, it's it's just basic fun. So don't expect any like too challenging stuff. Yeah, which, so, so...
0: which would we expect that from a Peach title? I mean, it, it's clearly a very casual game, which is fine. So but right now they don't have much to interest me and or just in general fans and you could say well wait a minute todd remember last year i was talking with andrew about this um uh, you know they didn't announce super mario brothers wonder until june and that was a game of the year contender when it finally came out and like that's true that's fair so we do have the back half of the year but nintendo last year had so many games stacked at in our favor in the first six months both first and third party that we didn't really care what was in the back half of the year because we loved everything that was coming out in the first half whereas this year we don't have that again yeah you, you got peach you got mario versus donkey Kong, which is already out you got Luigi's mansion hd 2 hd which has doesn't have a release date yet the paper mario thousand year door remake remaster hasn't gotten a release date yet it's just summer of this year and we haven't seen anything from either title since their announcement in the last Direct, like the actual Direct. So all we have is a bunch of question marks. And now with these new reports about the Nintendo Switch 2, we know, is it coming out this year? Is it coming out next year? We don't know. It's really easy to point to Nintendo and go, guys, I know you're trying to be careful about next your next transition, but don't leave the Switch people high and dry. <laughs> yeah. We need more than Mario titles
1: yeah it, it's unfortunate unfor- yeah I, i'm kind of in the same similar thought process it's just we there's just so many prior year examples that yeah we have each month which is a, a banger after banger as I said, first party and third party and now with this thing like it's it we, are we really gonna have another drought period uh and, and it is indeed the, the penultimate last year of of the console like yeah are are you gonna send it off with a bang or a whimper and yeah at the moment right now yeah it's gonna be that quiet period because the yeah maybe is that one right now because as you know the another big game is gonna be coming out next week if you recall if you remember listeners so perhaps one maybe they didn't want to go and like try to compete at that moment maybe but i don't know that's that's just uh, probably not a, a good argument but yeah, maybe they want to like, let, let the competition run for a minute, just like while they have to cook up something or have they been cooking? Yeah. And that it definitely does raise that speculation of if they couldn't fill in anything for like these uh, next few months, then what are they cooking for that second half? Are they holding their cards i, I, I bring this argument times over like point over it's just like are they holding their cards tightly until they can show it off or just they really do got nothing again the speculations unfortunately start to run wild here
0: yeah it's i want to believe i i want to believe <laughs> i want to believe that you know things will work out but we're two months in we just got a partner showcase another rumor going around is that next month we might get an indie world which is, let's just be honest that's uh, not gonna say that very, <laughs> exciting. That's it's not not very exciting. exciting i'm sorry it's, just, it's the truth i know it sounds mean but it's the truth and so if we're going off of past history we might get a pure nintendo direct in june which is several months away and if these reports about the nintendo switch 2 and more keep happening it's not going to get any better and that makes me worried scott where, where are you on this So, I'm not very optimistic
2: with Nintendo's, at least, I mean, definitely their first six months. I do think it's sad that we're kind of speculating, first off, of how they're doing, because that itself is already saying something. (laughs) I do think, though, that they could still have something cooking, but the problem is, with them not telling anybody, they might just be waiting to do, like, a shadow drop with whatever it is. And... I mean, the most exciting thing we have is, yeah, it's pretty much going to be Peach, and that's saying something. Um, so I don't think that they're doing it nearly as well as Nintendo usually has their releases. So, I mean, the last, like, well, three years, the, the past three years, Nintendo has had, like, a pretty banger game almost ev- a month, like, a, like, every month or every two months. They've had a solid game in the works, and sometimes that was even like my problem with them having so many games and like such short release times that now in the opposite problem where we don't have games with a release time. So they're, they're very focused on third party and their first parties right now, kind of, well, not just kind of, it's dry.
0: Yeah. And this was, this has been a problem I've called out a few times over the years is that, when you're planning a lot, I mean, when I mean, and I mean like a lot, when you're planning like years in advance, you don't have an excuse for a dry period because you know, you know that something is coming. You know, like, okay, this game might not be ready. You know, we just did Zelda this year, whatever. And even if they had said, hey, we're going to release the Switch 2 in November, that still gives you 10 months ahead of time to say, like, What can we give the Switch gamers that we've been planning for? And as I said, like a few podcasts ago, you know, this is where you could have done like a DK title. This is where you could have done like a Golden Sun or an F-Zero. And you say like, well, how many units do these sell? And then we could keep that in mind for the next system and say like, okay, these are fresh in people's minds. They love them. Let's already start working on the sequels. And now you have something in the works for the Switch too. Not getting that impression right now for everything. And that's scary because it should be that they have like you know, like will said banger after banger after banger because that's what they've done for so many years with the switch i can't remember a distinct drive period that outside of like two months in 2023 but then again we had zelda <laughs> so he, he, we he, needed those two months we <laughs> needed those two months we needed it there were so many Rocks to torture um uh but <laughs> thank you waiting for the laugh there uh but this is not the same. This is, hey, here's a new game, but here's also a remake, a remaster, another remake, a remake. Oh, what about third-party titles? Here's a whole bunch of games that are multi-platform. That's not the same thing. So, I, I don't know. It's it's troubling. And I, I know that we all know that Nintendo can pull this off. All it takes is one direct with a whole bunch of titles saying, hey, here's how we're sending off the Switch, whether it be DK, Fire Emblem, Metroid Prime 4, you know, heaven forbid, but, you know, it, c- it could happen. It could <laughs> right. happen! It might, right. be, it might be existing.
3: <laughs>
2: maybe. <laughs> heck,
1: we haven't had a teaser since, yeah. again, the original teaser. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we gotta do for anything Metroid Prime 4. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, heck, maybe they'll do, like, Metroid Dread 2. I'm not gonna object to that, you know, or, or the whatever sequel follows that up. You never know. Mm-hmm. But... Remember that uh, in January we were talking about how we were supposed to get a direct with uh, uh, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes, Fire Emblem Genealogy remake, uh, a DK title for its 30th anniversary, and certain something else I can't remember. But if they had announced those things, that would have been meaningful. Because one's a new game with the Donkey Kong, one is a remake with Fire Emblem, and then one is a remaster that people have been asking for like asking for with Echoes. And yes, I know Echoes is not, you know, not the best of the Prime trilogy, but it's still (laughs) a good game. You know, it's a a lot better than other games that have come out in 2023 and 2024. just certain games. I'm not saying like Tekken or our Persona or whatever, but you know what I'm talking about. But uh <laughs> talking about like a Dragon, what the heck is wrong with that one dude with the hair? You know, he's riding dolphins. What the heck is with this guy? Now I
1: think about it, he does share a similar uh, hairstyle. Now I think about
3: it.
0: See, <laughs> See? So, you know, there's there's a difference between like, hey, here's just a whole bunch of titles you can play versus these are the titles you need to play. It's a there's a difference. It's like, I'll give you a great example. If we had gotten Persona 3 Reload on Switch, people would have been really happy about that. I oh. wanted it on Switch. For
1: sure, for sure, for sure.
0: Okay, but imagine instead of getting the remake for Switch, we got a remaster, not the port that we already got last year, the year before that or whatever, but like just a remaster. That's not the same. Yeah. That's That's a level of difference. You could get the remaster, sure. Or you could just get the remake, the actually really refined, super great, wonderfully voice acted in such remake on pc or other systems what are you more likely to do exactly yeah (laughs) again i'm a switch guy and i got it on pc not just because you know we actually got a code from atlas which is awesome so also how did we get two final fantasy rebirth codes from square enix that never happens (laughs) like they were desperate no they had to be so like, I that's a freelancer thing. I don't even know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, We didn't know that was happening and then all of a sudden Andrew and this other guy shows up and like they both have a review and I'm like what?
1: At least we have two uh, second opinion review. if any of any our listeners need it. I mean,
0: we have two second opinions that are the same opinion. Yeah, they're both five stars. <laughs> both five stars. Here, here's my legit theory. Here's my legit theory. I think that Square Enix was so confident in their game that they wanted it to have, be in so many people's hands so that there would be no misconceptions about how great it was. Because think, no, I'm serious here, think about it. When the first like Metacritic ratings come out, how many reviewers are actually reviewing it? 50, 60, 70, if you're lucky, like a really big title. When I went and wrote about this for another website, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth had 117 reviews on Metacritic. they had a lot of people reviewing
2: it and all of them very positive. <laughs>
0: 93 on Metacritic as, as of uh, like 10 o'clock this morning. So, or Thursday morning. So, yeah, they wanted to make sure that everyone knew how great this game was. So, this is like almost the opposite where you're almost like tentative, like, you know, how many do I give out? Because I'm not sure. This was scary. And it's calling their shot like, look, you're going to love this game. So, everyone gets a code, including this site called The Outer Haven. Like, they get two codes or whatever. But I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I mean, I we dig it. I mean, Andrew enjoyed it, so what do I care? But uh, it is it is absolutely too early to say Nintendo has failed 2024, but this is the first time in a while where I go, can they salvage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, salvage! Think, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah. well, not do okay. Salvage. Because we are not there right now. And again, even if Peach is one of the best casual games you will ever play, I'd be stunned if it sold over 5 million
2: yeah being generous, mm. i think i really
0: am i'm being fair by saying five million like i think it could sell a million within a week yeah, 20, yeah. two million in a month you know but f- like five million above i think that's asking for it but you never know you never know so and like and if, if that's what you hang your hat on in 2024 then you know parasols off to you i suppose <laughs> but we we need more we need more so let's hope that's fixed because let's be honest final fantasy 7 rebirth cannot win it cannot, <laughs> cannot win game of the year we were robbed last year i mean great day carlock is, is incredible and beautiful in all the right ways but we cannot have another non-nintendo win we were robbed last year we cannot let it happen again and then we, we should we need to have a front runner and then lose it because of stellar blade and their assets <laughs> I'm good
1: with this. <laughs> that got gonna be interesting too. Yeah, uh, like no, no, one, one, no. yeah, one Korean. Yeah, Slender Blade or Persona Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Who's gonna yeah. win? <laughs> it's
0: gonna? Uh, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, this is a real Discord conversation we had on on our site today, or on our server today. Was that we were talking about whether Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth is the front runner right now? And I said, right now it is because its only rivals are Persona Three Reload, Tekken Eight, and Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. And then Scott chimes in and goes, Wait a minute, what about you know? stellar blade and like well it doesn't have the right assets and i posted a gif of the main character and then keith came in and said wait a minute what about grand booth fantasy relink or versus or whatever (laughs) because they added the most fan servicey version of 2B ever which is saying something and then i kid you not that was right around the time i saw the uh uh the stuff about Tifa and Aerith in their bathing suits in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth via the demo and whatever, and that blew up the internet. So I'm like, now they have the assets. <laughs> so, you know, and so now I'm like, is there another Carlac we don't know about? You know, is <laughs> the, does Carlac have a sister or a cousin? It's the worst start. It, it,
1: 2024 for the gaming industry seems to be the year of fan service. Fan service!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's it. Nintendo, you need you need to sell out. You need it for one game for one game one first party game you spell <laughs> out and you go fan service you know you, you take the best ahem, assets from like you know 2B from the Automata from Stellar Blade from you know, Baldur's Gate you make that title in less than a year I know you can do it
1: they can do it. They, they can do it they don't exactly have potential they do have potential to activate a good fan service kind of game
0: you drop it in like November right before the game awards cut off and then all of a sudden it's your assets I'm never getting tired of saying that now your assets <laughs> because it's not a dirty word you've got to infer it um that, that'll win the day. Like this is what we need to send the Switch off in style. Serious Switch assets. That'll be the name of our next podcast. When, when assets actually does save Nintendo. Oh boy, that will be a headline. Assets print money? <laughs> I mean, well. Okay, on that note, that we need to put behind us. Ahaha. Uh, we are ending the episode of the Nintendo Tam podcast. Uh, what do you think Nintendo needs to do to truly Rectify, dang it, rectify, um, change the outcome. There you go. Rectify, rectum, my God, uh, change the flow of 2024 with the Switch and beyond. And do you believe this report that we could, we have to wait another year to get the Switch too? What do you think might get shown at the Pokemon presented? Will we get an actual game announcement? Also, how mad are you that Friday won? Friday, 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 something on <laughs> Friday. Started, All right, down, 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 the down. And, what, and what was your honest to goodness opinion of the partner showcase? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skulkit Scott, Wario Will, I am Triforce time Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time, we are not out of lives. The amazing level. So, raise the flag.